Rob Fain for Jill, 47 minutes after one. Coming out of winter, BC wineries, uh, fast at work, adjusting to what was a really damaging January where the temperatures dropped and the vineyards suddenly were at risk. To talk more about the challenges and pressures that some BC winemakers are dealing with as we speak, Leanne Froze, co-owner of Town Hall Brands, kind enough to join me. Leanne, good afternoon. Hi, Rob. Well, I kind of went down the rabbit hole. I was just going to talk about the climate change and the shifting (laughs) geography. And then we had a conversation a little earlier. I said, Leanne, you got to come on the radio and share this. There are a lot of people that are concerned about the the wine right now in, uh, well, across all of BC. Yeah, thanks for giving me a chance to help spread the word about this. Uh, Many wineries in British Columbia are are facing uh, a large number of challenges, but we'll talk specifically about, you know, what happened after this big freeze that happened in January. And, um, you know, everyone is kind of talking about this on social media, about how there's going to be no grapes in 2024. But we want to assure people that wineries are now open for business. They have inventory and they want to welcome you in 2024. But that's not to say that in the background, they don't have these other things happening. And if you've got time, I can tell you about those. I got all the time for something like this. There's many (laughs) wine drinkers listening right now. Yeah, so when this freeze happened in January, it came at a time when the when the vines were supposed to be asleep for the winter. And what they found is that when they've done cross-sections, checking the way this freeze has, has hit the buds, most of the buds in the Okanagan look like they are not alive. So then what happens is we need to find out if those buds will produce any fruit this year. And we won't know that until spring, summer of this year when the buds actually happen. But the prediction is that production is going to be either non-existent or weighed down. So if that is the case, that will impact us come September of this year when they would normally be harvesting their grapes. If there's no grapes to harvest, then there's different choices that grape growers and BC wineries can make. So some of those choices include do nothing, stay as they are, hold the status quo, put your head down, try to make it through and hope that Mother Nature gives you a better year next year. Um, replant, if, if your vineyard has, has died, then, then you hold and you replant. Or you look at bringing in grapes from other jurisdictions to help make sure that you can produce some wine. Now, some of those other jurisdictions could include Ontario here in Canada or from over like over the border into Washington, Oregon, or maybe even further afield. I, I think. Of, what, uh, sorry, Leanne. One of the questions that I have. Ha- <laughs> sorry, all of these choices have other challenges that follow. But I thought I'd give you a chance to react to that. <laughs> no, I, and I want to react to that because I think of all the different options. So, you know, the do nothing thing is probably going to make some winemakers go crazy. But when you talk about um, replanting. That's a pretty expensive on-taking. Is that something that they're looking for assistance from the government from? Yeah, so with with all of these different options, there's a, you know, a branch of a tree that goes in every direction that comes from it. And one of one of the challenges with replanting is that if you have crop insurance, that may help you with some of it. If you don't have crop insurance, then you're looking at starting from ground zero again. And so what's happening is wine growers of British Columbia are gathering feedback from all of the impacted grape growers and wineries, and they're going to be making a formal ask to um, government to get some help with this. Now, nothing has been determined yet, nothing's decided, but we're hopeful that the government will come and, you know, help people recover from this and some sort of recovery, recovery growth. But again, we don't know what that looks like until we know exactly what's been damaged, and that won't show until later this year. The other thing is, is if they do want to bring in grapes from another place, 
the challenge is that most of these wineries are small and they're on the agricultural land reserve. And if you're on the agricultural land reserve, you can't bring in international grapes. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So then, so then you would need to go get permission from the agricultural land reserve to say, okay, do we have permission to do this temporarily? And then you also need to get permission from the, the LDB to see if you can do this temporarily. And so again, Wine Growers BC is trying to gather all of these asks on behalf of industry and they'll make a formal ask to see, could we get a temporary change, right? Just to help us through this. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, none of this has been determined. It's all very much in a fact-finding gathering stage. And, you know, I, I appreciate the opportunity to share with everybody, like, there's a big narrative going on that there's no grapes in 2024. <laughs> and, and that's what seems to be the panic. And just to slow the panic and let people know that, like, wine set, wineries have inventory now. They've got grapes that you, you know, grapes that came in last year that they've made wine from. The new releases will be coming out really soon. And their tasting rooms are going to be open for you to visit this summer. Leanne Froze is a co-owner of Town Hall Brands, joining us here on the Jill Bennett Show. Leanne, prices, like obviously you want to get a nice cheap bottle, a really respectable bottle here in the province, but if they're not making uh, a lot of wine here in 2024, does that put pressure to increase prices on their previous stock? Well, I think it's a supply and demand situation. If you have a shortage of anything and it puts pressure on it, then the price may have to go up. Um, you know, I, I think if you look at, you know, the supply being altered, I think there'll be more pressure on allocations as opposed to pricing. So you may not get all the cases you got in the past. If you are a wine club member, maybe mm-hmm. you'll get you'll get slightly less. Or maybe if you're a restaurant, maybe you won't get every skew you had from a winery in the past. Maybe you'll just get one or two. So, you know, it's, it's a crystal ball situation right now. It's, it's hard to talk about. It's hard to speculate about what's going to happen in the future, but what I can tell you right now is that there's lots of wine available for people. Which is good news. So I, I guess, it is, is it kind of a, a hurry-up-and-wait situation at this point? Yeah, very much so. And like I, like I mentioned, uh, Wine Growers British Columbia has been holding these town hall meetings, and industry association groups are gathering you know, their memberships and, and trying to really see, have you been impacted? You know, what do you want to do about the impacts you have? And more importantly, what does our customer think? Like, what would, what would the public think if you had to suddenly um, enjoy a wine that was bottled in British Columbia but might have grapes from somewhere else? Would you still support them in the same way as if it was BC, BC grown grapes, right? And this is, this is something that no one has the answer to yet, but I'd really love to know what your listeners think about that. Well, we will open up the phones and uh, the buzz line and we'll see, because I know there's a lot of people out there that are getting this news firsthand for the first time, and I'm sure they've got some thoughts on it. Leanne, thank you for the insight. I knew we were going to talk, and uh, just your expertise on this is second to none, and I thank you for your time this afternoon. Let's talk again. Thanks so much, Rob. I hope to see you soon.